across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. You guys know that I'm I'm pretty experienced in this business. Been at this game. Had my I had my license in Maryland for 28 years full time now. I still have a big team that's run by somebody else, Mike Sloan, my partner, but I'm an, intricately involved with him on an email basis if if not more. Uh, regularly so i know what's going on plus i had over 400 guests on the show including the ones that haven't been released yet and i see where the pain points are in real estate today and i think there's a huge pain point in listings right i think that because the mls is public now people are having to spend more and more time and more and more money and effort to get buyers and they're getting farther and farther away from listings And I'm a big believer that listings are the name of the game, that buyers are a byproduct of listings, and that you will get much more solid buyers from sign calls than you will from buying them from some of these sites or from anywhere else, and that you will get uh, much more commissions and a much higher profit by being a listing agent. And I think what keeps people from being listing agents is they're afraid of the listing appointment and the reason they're afraid because there's a lot of really heavy rejection i mean i can remember times in my career where i really 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 thought that i had a listing or i really really wanted a listing and uh, they chose someone else and there's a plethora of reasons why they may have chose someone else but I just remember it, it, it hurting. It just getting kicked right in the gut. It keep me awake at night. Like, what did I say wrong? I swore I had rapport with that family. I swore that was in the bag. I should have closed harder. I should have zigged when they zagged. I should have set a different price. I should have set a different commission. I should have said, you know, whatever. A different marketing plan. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. You know, sometimes I made my listing appointments too short. Because I didn't know that they were interviewing multiple agents. And so anyways, that caused me, knowing that that's the number one pain point in the industry, to create the Certified Listing Agent Program. And this thing has taken a long time. I interviewed eight of the top real estate agents in America about their listing appointment. What they say, what they do, how they do it. And then we role played it on screen, on camera. And then in addition to that, they gave me their pre-list books. They gave me their CMAs. They gave me their net sheets. They gave me everything. And I put it all together. We edited it in the bite-sized chunks. And uh, we created a product out of it. And so basically what you're getting is about 10 hours of video on listing appointments. And you could uh, they're segmented by agent. So if you like an agent, you can watch them over and over again. If you dislike one of the ones of the eight, then you don't have to watch them again. You can print out everything immediately. Some people are buying it just to print out all the stuff that's free with it, the 28 downloads that's included in it. But it and, and it's in, in ten minute increments. So it uh, so you 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 watch five to twelve minutes of video and then you take a small quiz. 
and then you watch another five to 12 minutes and you take a small quiz. So it's bite size. So you can get through it. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go eat lunch. Take a little bit more or, or spread it out over a year. You know, we've had a lot of people already sign up. We've had 10 graduates so far. I'm, I can see where the progress is. I have a lot of people over 50% done. And in my mind, because I'm ADD, it, it sure as heck beats being in a stuffy classroom listening to a lecture. Because here you're getting real people saying real meat and potatoes, and it's in bite-sized chunks. And you're forced to take a quiz and get an 80% pass rate on it to keep you alert. And it's just a lot better way, in my opinion, to learn. So if you want to learn more about it, go to hybendigital.com backslash discount. And get the discount that we're offering now. That's Hyben Digital backslash discount. You'll get my personal podcast discount by going there and take a look. You know, see what you think. It comes with my personal guarantee, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. Look, if you take it and you think it, it, it stinks, I'll give you your money back. You can go on Google and Google my name and I'm personally guarantee you this. I'm very, very easy to find right? Just send me an email. I promise you, I'll, I'll give you your money back. But that's how confident I'm better. I mean, it took us a long time to do this and a lot of money. And, and it is solid. I mean, it, this is not a cheap waste of somebody's time. You take this course, you're going to beat the competition. You take this course, you're going to feel so much better going in on the listing point. You're going to have a Superman cape on or a Super Wonder Woman cape on. If you take this 10 hours, it may take you 15 hours with the test or whatever. If you put the time in, uh, it will be worth it. Anyways, check it out. Hybendigital.com backslash discount to get your discount on it. Happy Wednesday, Rockstar Nation. Wow. Hope everybody is having a great day today. Listen, man, got some great feedback here on iTunes. Two brand new five-star reviews. Jaybird Funk sent me this review. Jaybird says, To date, I've listened to well over 50 episodes, and I'm not even an agent yet. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I actually, uh, uh, okay, so now I'm not reading anymore, if you can't tell, but I had someone else that's been calling me, and people call me from time to time wanting to get, like, some free coaching. And so I told the guy via email, I was like, dude, uh, read my book and listen to 50 episodes and then send me an email. Let me know what you learned and maybe we can communicate, you know, but but it's hard for me to find time to give people advice. You know, they haven't even sold a house yet when there's a plethora of coaching advice in 300, almost 400 episodes out here from all the guests that have been on here. I mean, and there's a plethora of information in my book, and I'm not going to say anything that hasn't been said by some one of my guests or or my book. So, anyways, I'm I'm so glad that this uh, person, Jaybird Funk, listened to 50 episodes, you know, before they're even licensed. I mean, how brilliant is that? You know, as soon as they jump in the game, they're going to hit the ground running. Anyways, my wife has been an agent for about three years, and I knew she could take her business to new levels. So I was looking for a podcast she should listen to. I started listening to Pat's podcast and couldn't stop. I've been an investor for seven years, so I'm new to real estate sales, and I find the wisdom from Pat Hyben and his guests 
sort of like being in a mastermind group. My wife got sick of me trying to retell stories or knowledge nuggets from the podcast. So to pacify me, she started listening to herself. Listening herself, that's great. So in order to shut you up, <laughs> she started listening. <laughs> That's awesome. I've decided to augment my business by getting licensed and teaming with my wife. Smart move. And I look to the host and the guests of this podcast to be an integral part of inspiration and guidance. Jaybird Funk, five stars. Thanks, Jaybird. That's awesome. And the information is there, right? I remember meeting a guy one time. He was from Senegal. I'll never forget this. Something happened. He, he stopped me to ask for directions. He was completely lost. He was looking for the library. And I was like, dude, where are you from? And I was out running and he was walking, I think. And uh, he stopped me, like frantically. He's like, where's the library? I'm like, man, you're way off. But um, you go this way and this way. And I was like, where are you from? He said, Senegal. And we started talking about, you know, being in America. He'd only been here like a month. And he said the most brilliant thing about America that he loves is that the information is there. He's like, there's so much free information. Like he saw the the library, which a lot of us take for granted as, you know, being filled with gold, gold nuggets. Every book was a gold nugget that he could learn from in Senegal. He didn't have that opportunity. And I really saw a neat perspective there that I hadn't seen before. And I think that's kind of how you have to be. And, you know, the, the information is there's so many podcasts and they're all free. The information is there. You know, you don't need to talk to me. You don't need to ask questions. I mean, you just you can just delve into this stuff. I mean, there's so much out there. Books, podcasts, whatever. All right, I got another one here. Great info from Fegomac. Pat, thank you for putting all this together. Agents just starting to season vets will take so much away from all of these interviews. You rock. Fickle Mac. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. I uh, really appreciate both of these. And let's jump on the show, man. This is a, a great show today. I'm excited. We got uh, so many good interviews coming up in the queue for the rest of the summer. And, and we're constantly getting better and better guests. Thank you for all these five-star reviews because please know that these five-star reviews, what they do is they allow me to get better and better. But guess, a lot of times now I'll ask, I guess we'll ask, you know, won't even contact me unless uh, they're going to be heard and they can see how many people are hearing by the reviews so it helps with the better guests like a like a, some of these top agents don't want to go on these shows if nobody's listening and these reviews show that a ton of people are listening we we have close to a hundred countries listening to this radio show so anyways thanks to everybody and uh, keep posting these reviews Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a special guest today. He is returning. He has become a friend via podcasting. This is his third time back, and and I always love talking to this guy. I got Clayton Gitz on the phone. He's he's from Richmond, Virginia, and uh, he's doing some awesome things, and I always love catching up. He's so motivational, and he offers so much meat and potatoes that I always welcome him back on the show. So without further ado, Clayton, welcome back to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Always a pleasure, Pat. I was really excited to uh, get back on the phone with you and, and just uh, talk about life and business and, and uh, hopefully change some lives, man. 
That's awesome, buddy. So, Clayton, listen, in case people don't know about you, why don't you give a quick bio? Yeah, so um, let's see. I think, I think the most relevant place to start, Pat, because I, so many people can, can relate to this. You know, I think oftentimes we look at people and, and we just we, we have a perception, but that perception is not always reality. And, and um, you know, one of the things I respect a lot about Gary Keller, and I say that because I'm, you know, I'm with Keller Williams, is is uh, you know here's a guy that that goes from broken bro- broken broken to you know where he is today, uh, still on this path uh, of personal development, like you know like we all are hopefully, and uh, and I just you have a lot more respect for or, or I did when I really heard Gary's story. So my my journey actually starts Pat, if if you'll recall, I think we've talked about this before. Just coming from a very broken, broken home where my mom, who lacked resources, lacked confidence, uh, lacked a, a, a husband, you know, we didn't have a father figure. She raised three of us by herself. My mom was kidnapped when she was seven years old and, and just had a horrible, horrible childhood. And um, Kidnapped by what? Her parents? She, she, yeah, she was kidnapped by her dad. And um, So like her, her parents got divorced and then her mom no, got custody. No, 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 no. no. No, they were all living in the same house, and he just woke up one night and decided that he was going to take three of the kids, and and uh, they were born in Quebec, so they're living in Canada at the time, and he, in the middle of the night, he drove them across the border, dropped them off in a boarding home in New York, and left them there for months, and he eventually did come back and pick them up, and their childhood was spent being dropped off at random girlfriends' homes, you know, up and down the East Coast, and, uh, you know, some of those relationships with these, these maternal, you know, figures were good, some of them were horrible, Mom ran, ran away from home when she was 16. Uh, the story that I've been told is she was she was actually eating feed corn out of a field when she was nine months pregnant with me, which actually explains a lot about me, Pat. Um, but uh, so she was literally starving, you know, when she was nine months pregnant with me, and just just you know r- just struggled. You know, did lacked a formal education, but but an amazing heart, an incredibly hard worker. And I have nothing against government assistance, but she never never took government assistance. And I asked her one day, Pat, why, you know, just kind of, I was thinking about how difficult it must've been for her. And I said, mom, why, you know, why not? And she said, because I didn't need it. And I, it just struck a chord with me and, and it, it still does to this day. So anyway, so I grew up and there's a par- parallel between kind of what I've experienced in real estate and, and my other businesses with what I experienced as a child. So, you know, just having a mom who, who loved, loved us, that was clear. So we were always loved, but I, there was just not that, that mentor, if you will, that person that was there, that's that, that told us that, you know, you know, if, if, if you will change, everything will change for you. Learn to work. You know, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. I mean, just all of these personal development concepts that you and I have discussed that kind of, you know, you open up that oyster and it's like, wow, but I didn't realize, I didn't see any of that. I didn't realize, realize any of that. So I grew up with a, an extreme lack of self-confidence, you know, just, just like I said, just very broken, broken. And it wasn't, Pat, it wasn't frankly until I got into real estate and was, started spending time, and, and you were one of those people, Pat, and I, you don't remember this, but I do, you know, because it was, at a, it was at a mastermind. I think it was either a mega camp or a family reunion, and, and you were sharing your personal story and, uh, and you and others, and it was just, it was inspiring. And, and I finally, my eyes were open to this, this, this world of opportunity and potential. And for the first time in my life, and we don't realize that people don't know this, Pat, like we, you know, this, 
you know, yesterday I was um, listening to Jim Rohn. We, we do personal development development in my uh, on my team every Tuesday because I know that my teammate, my team members, have not been introduced to a lot of this stuff. And one of the things that we talked about was if that Jim was talking about was that if you think it's impossible, it isn't. If you think you know everything, you don't. Mm. And if you think you're alone, you're not. Mm. And Jim actually stole that from a sermon. Yeah, that, I like it. That just stuck with him. So, so you're so, always like motivating your team with stuff. It sounds like you're always kind of. It's the foundation. Right? It's the foundation. That's, that, estate, that, that's what you real add. Estate yeah. Real estate is easy. It, it's it's we're so screwed up as people that that if, if we can, and it, again, it's that concept of learn to work harder on yourself than you do your job. And once we have the confidence and the energy and and frankly a personal mission and again back to Gary Keller I just I'm uh, in the process of of teaching a quantum leap for kids hmm. and that's a really cool thing we can talk about that if you want to but um just this um this idea of oh shoot I lost my train of thought I do that a lot that's all right so let's get back to your team so okay you got this team now you're in the process of scrapping all the furniture in your office and replacing it with standing desks. So tell me about that. Why are you doing that? And what is the reaction of your team to like, guess what? Your job just got maybe a little bit harder because you're going to be standing up all day like a security guard. Like how, how are you handling that transition? Yeah. yeah. So, well, for, so two things kind of prompted me to do that. I went to Austin to, to take a class to, to just be better prepared to teach this, um, this quantum leap for, uh, for kids. And I toured an office there and, and my, I, I feel like my team is the, the energy is good. The culture is good because we really focus on it. But these guys, I mean, just had it going on, Pat. I mean, everybody in their office, there was about 10 of them um, all their ISAs, their admin, everybody was was standing up. All they all had stand up desks, um, and just just the energy, man. And the purpose the purpose awesome. behind that. What's the philosophy behind standing versus sitting? Well, it's you know it's it's like we talked about a few minutes ago before the call. It's so Tony Robbins talks a lot about state, and if you've taken any Tony Robbins courses, I mean, you, you know that he's really big on on being in state. State is just. It's just, you know, we, we've all been in a place at, at periodically, Pat, where we're just on top of our game. We feel, we're confident. We feel really good about, about ourselves and the world around us. And then, you know, an hour later, we're in a funk, right? And it, it, it's like, well, wait a second. How, how did I, how, why was I in state? Why was I in that, that really confident, really energized, really engaged uh, position? And so what Tony teaches is how to, how to stay in that state more consistently. And one of the things that he says about how to engage that, that state is by changing your physiology. So one of the ways that we change our physiology is we stand up and we move around. Like, and, so, and physiology means what? Blood flowing through? Blood flowing. Yeah. So, uh, so Tony gave this example. I was listening to him yesterday. They are now treating, and this is a proven uh, psychotherapeutic method. Instead of having somebody come in and sit on a couch and tell them about your problems, yeah. therapists are now getting up and getting outside of their office and they're walking with their patients and they're changing their state and they're changing their phys- by, by changing their physiology yeah. and they're getting the blood flow and they feel better about themselves. Yeah. So and, you know, I think talking- I, I think that works for everything physical too. You know, out being one being outside and two being moving. You know, if you have a stomach ache or you have a headache, man, get 
get outside and walk around it. It should help. A lot of people do the opposite, right? They lay down on a couch and sometimes that helps too, but if it doesn't, then you know, get up and move around. That that's amazing, and that and that's really cool to visualize. I can't wait to see a picture of that. Um, I'll send it to you. And, and 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 brother, you know, you and I talked about this before the call today. You have a personal trainer. I I hired a personal trainer six months ago. My wife hired a personal trainer, and it it has been. And, and I'll tell you, a perfect example, Pat. I, I woke up this morning, and I have an early morning ritual, and it's it's uh, the Miracle Morning. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you've read it. If your listeners have not. It's a game changer. So my wife and I are up at 4.45 every morning. We do our ritual. And one of my rituals is going to the gym and meeting with my personal trainer. And I, I get there because I'm paying him a lot of money. So I show up. Um, but this morning, Pat, I woke up and I just, I, I, I did my thing, but I wasn't feeling it, man. You know, I just, I wasn't feeling it. But guess what? I went anyway. I would not have gone if I wasn't paying him Right. Whatever it is, you don't, you don't want to leave him hanging either. Like, and I don't want to leave you don't want to be hanging. a note show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but then when I got there, he's making me do stuff that even if I had shown up, if he wasn't there, I would never do. And guess what? When I left, I actually said this to my wife this morning. I was like, I was like, baby, I, I feel <laughs> I didn't want to go this morning, but I'm so glad that I did. So, so do you do other things? You know, uh, like what Hal says in in the Miracle Morning is. You know, there's six things that can be done in any way, shape, or form, and, and it sounds like you've you've taken one. Now, do you do any of the other six, or do you do those on a different day? No. So, yeah, the first thing I do every morning is um, a half hour of uh, of scripture, and that's just my wife and I both do that every morning. So I, we get up at four forty five. Read, read silently. Yeah, we read silently, um, and we do it separately. Go to uh, separate rooms. Yeah, okay. so four four forty five. I stopped drinking caffeine about six months ago, so I, I get my my hot decaffeinated tea, and then I just I'm in my in my office. I read, I pray about people that you know whoever comes to mind. Or last night we had a little girl that bumped her head at the swim meet. And they they you know took her off in an ambulance, and, and she's fine. But I was praying for her, for example. And then uh, and then I take an hour of personal development, and this again has just been a game changer. So an hour a day, and I, we just do it five days a week. I take the weekends off. So right now I'm going through Tony Robbins, creating lasting change, and it's an hour every single morning. So it's five hours a week of dedicated personal development time of working on myself. So over the course of a year, that's a lot of books read. That's yeah, that's no kidding. So it could be it could be reading books, listening to audios, that sort of thing. Yeah, just bringing something new. I love how Jim Rohn says, "Rarely does a good idea interrupt you." So it's it's mixing all of that that incredible knowledge that is at our fingertips with the the knowledge base that we have, and then boom, it's like a you know eureka a moment happens. So you uh, have so you have half an hour of religion. Yeah, you, you got an hour of um, self improvement, yeah. and you got an hour of physical improvement. Let's yeah. call it. And, yep. then, and, and then you're ready to go to work? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So then I, then I come home, I, uh, I, we do our smoothies and, and, um, Boom. and, uh, spend a few minutes with, uh, with my girls and then, I'm, um, and then I, and I hit it. Yeah. I'm typically at work by nine. So tell me about your team. What's that look like? You get to the office nine o'clock. Boom. What's going on? Yeah. So right now I'm just there Mondays and Tuesdays and focused, really focused on, on, um, uh, on the team. And, uh, and why'd you pick Monday and Tuesdays? Um, it's it, kind of random uh, at first and now it just kind of works because we have meetings on Tuesdays, Mondays, just to, I have my, my, um, one-on-ones, with my director of operations and, um, just make sure everything's flowing the way it needs to. And, and, uh, if there are any fires that, that need to be addressed. And then Tuesdays we have our, our, um, personal development day, which I lead, um, from 1230 to two. 
So our uh, team is, uh, is currently 15 uh, of us, six buyer agents, listing partner, three admin, runner, myself, who I leave out. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, you got a full you got a full team. Sounds pretty standard. Now, the one thing I want to talk to you about is your, you know, director of operations, right? Because if you're only in there Monday and Tuesday, then then basically you got five days straight that someone else is responsible for. Tell me about this person. What do they do? How'd you find them? That sort of thing. They were the uh, the director. Lindsay was the director of. Um, training at our local board of uh, realtors. So I, I knew of her, had always been impressed by her. And when I had, when I had a need, I just, I reached out to her. She was ready to make a change. And so that's how I found her. Um, what she does is essentially my 80%. Um, you know, she, her, her job is to take as much and to continue to, to, you know, aggressively, pull me away from things that I should not be doing. And, and I, she has my permission to tell me to stop. Like what? Oh gosh, anything. I mean, I, I love to chase squirrels. So I mean, she'll, she'll tell me not to do that. If I'm looking at a new, you know, a new website or a new technology or something that is just not in line with what we're trying to accomplish for. So we're, we're, we're doing, um, we're doing a uh, 12 week goals right now. And I actually stole that from a, from a book. Um, the 12 week year, Pat, so we're we're doing instead of doing we in other words we operate off of uh, off of a twelve week year, so our years happen in twelve weeks. What what I don't understand. So it so the title of the book is twelve week year get more done in twelve weeks than others do in twelve months. So it's just a hyper focused. What Gary Keller says is five hours a day focused on your one thing. That's all you need. Sure, right, absolutely. But okay, so most, most so people your one thing is what. So right now, my one thing is uh, recruiting. Recruiting for your team. For my for my real estate team. That's right who, now. Who, like what? What are you recruiting? Like more buyer agents? What? What are you recruiting? More buyer agents, listing partner, building the bench. So we are we're trying to. Uh, my my coach um, wants me to scale up for the rest of this year, so we're in position to to uh, to do a hundred hundred million plus next year. Um, and what did so, you do so last year? 72. Okay. Okay. And what, what's your ECI on that 72, Clayton, your ego commission income? What do you mean? <laughs> it's a new word I'm using. Instead of a gross commission income, we call it ego commission. Income. What's your, e, what's your, what's your GCI? It was a joke. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I like that. GCI was 1.869. Okay, cool. Good. And what's your profit margin? So, um, so that was my team GCI. My my um, GCI was one point three, one million three hundred six thousand, yep. and then my after net um, take home was six hundred seventy five thousand. Okay, so what you're saying is basically you paid like three hundred some thousand in in commissions to the agents to the buyer agents, right? No, it's more than that. It's more like five. One point eight six nine versus. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah. you give them half a mil, then uh, you got another half a mil in expenses, right? Correct. About fifty grand a month in salaries and overhead, and then you got um, then you're left over with six. So you're left over about thirty percent. No, it's a little more than that. So after after tax was a little more closer to thirty five, thirty six percent. Okay, that's good. 
That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. And then how much of that would you say you're saving to invest? Oh gosh. Um, that, that's all, that, that's all we really think about Pat. Um, I think we talked about this last time, you know, I, one of my passions and I, I, I coach to this so that it will hold me accountable. And I want to make sure you heard, you heard that cause I know you do the same thing. So I coach others to live a debt-free lifestyle and to, to, you know, I love what Dave Ramsey says about live like no one else now. So later you can live like no one else. And the reality is Pat, most people you know, as much as they 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 want, they they think they can over leverage and they want to over leverage themselves. Uh, the reality is they're way over leveraged and um, they're going to get themselves into trouble. I just believe that in my heart, and, I, and I, I've seen it. I, I've worked with people like this. So we paid our house off in 2014, just following Dave Ramsey's book, The Total Money Makeover. Um, that was our last remaining. Uh, I say personal debt because where we deviate from Dave Ramsey's plan is we. Uh, I, our, the investment properties that we are buying, we buy, we do, um, we do leverage those on 15-year notes. So that's the only place that I that I deviate. Um, but I don't have any quote unquote personal debt, including our including our house. So we so put, you pretty much put like just about. I mean, like, what do you think you spend with your family, like just on vacations and food and clothes and stuff? <laughs> 20, 20 a month. Uh, it's probably about yeah. It's actually probably a pretty good number. So then I, I need to start letting my guests know about this. So, uh, you know, your ECI is 1.8 mil, uh, your ego commission income, but then your LTI, another thing I made up, which is left to invest, is going to be about 400K. So, you, you know, really at the end of the day, um, all that matters, right, is the left to invest. So Clayton has $400,000 a year that he can invest, that he invests in real estate or other things. Correct. Um, and really that's what we should focus on is what is our LTI, right? What do we have left to invest? Because some people make a ton on the GCI and they even might might make a ton on the net, but then they spend so much money on shoes and and cars and ridiculous, you know, houses and uh, for for them to live in and artwork to put in their house or whatever. And next thing you know, their LTI is like ten grand, right? Or they or they or they don't pay their taxes, right? And they have zero or negative LTI. So here's a guy that has a a a reputable um, or commendable a GCI has a commendable net. And um, has a very commendable LTI, four hundred thousand. You know, if you have a four hundred thousand dollar LTI every year, you're going to you're going to have a good portfolio of rental houses. You're going to have a good portfolio of investments and other things or whatever you want to do. So eventually, he's going to be able to live like no one else. I mean, right? I mean, you're on your way, if not there. Well, yeah, it, because we followed that plan, and and I'll, uh, another really good book. I, I, I think we talked. We may have talked about this last time. Um, is Robert Kiyosaki's Cash Flow Quadrant, and that just that really changed our perspective on moving from the left side of the quadrant, as he describes it, to the right side of the quadrant. So moving from you know working for money to having money work for us. And Gary Keller describes a financially wealthy person as someone who has accumulated the wealth that delivers the unearned unearned income or passive income necessary to become self actualized and achieve their personal life mission. Wow, you got that memorized? 
No, I just read it. Um, <laughs> That's but, awesome. Uh, That's awesome. But uh, it is awesome, man. So, so we've been slowly built, and I say slowly. You know, Quantum Leap, this this course that I'm uh, that I'm in the process of um, uh, of putting together to, to teach to kids. It's you know Gary Keller's Quantum Leap. Um, you know, quantum. It's kind of a play on words, Pat. A lot of people think that quantum means big. Well, quantum is actually a very small, um, uh, you know, a, a very small thing, a very very small unit. And and so and, and that's that's just it's baby steps, right? So, just we've been very intentional since 2009 when we were $600,000 in debt, including mortgages and student loans and credit cards and and you name it, living the American dream, right? Um, and we thought it was normal, and that's the scary part. Like we thought that that was normal. They everybody, all do, yeah. Everybody does, right? What what the? I, and which I don't get. You know, it's crazy, but but, but, but yeah, but, that's normal. But Pat, that's what we're taught. That's what we're taught. I, you know, we're taught by a, a culture. I don't know if parents out there are actually teaching their kids this stuff. They, they no, no, might no. be teaching them by example now, but I don't know if the parents like I don't. You know what I mean? If you took your graduating class from high school, I can you say that their parents taught them that, or do you think the culture taught them that? I think it's both. I think because if you look at the statistics, they're scary. So you, you and you nailed it, Pat. They're learning. We learn by observing. So if if our parents are out there, like you said, and look, it's your money, okay? I'm not I'm not here to knock anybody. This is just how my wife and I choose to live, and it's been a blessing because we like we love to give, um, and we love to give without any restraints. So if we want to give, we give. Uh, and, and when you don't have any debt, it's a whole lot easier to give. So that's just how we choose to live our lives. So I'm not knocking anybody. But if you're living a lifestyle where it's just one new car or one new lease or fleece, as Dave Ramsey likes to call it, uh, on, a, on a brand new car. What's it uh, called? Fleece? Fleecing. Oh, that's funny. Um, every, every whatever it is. Uh, yeah, fleecing. Car, I so. love it. I love it. I love uh, it. So he says pay cash. Go to CarMax. Buy, he's, he's, buy CarMax. Uh, so, so, yeah, just, just so your listeners know, he says, look, you, you, fi- you can finance a house because you have to have a place to live. He doesn't believe you. you yeah, sure. Right, so it's, but it's on a fifteen-year mortgage. You 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 can finance a vehicle because you have to be able to get from point A to B um, until you can afford to pay cash. You never buy new. I mean, I'm driving around a 2003 Yukon. It's my wife's old car because I'm not meeting with clients anymore. So I gave her my suburban, and they're both paid for. And her and nice. listen, it's not it's not the nicest vehicle, but. I, I just I don't need another car right now. It, th- this is an interesting conversation. I want to tie this into real estate teams here. Let me show you how I'm going to do this. So, and I'm not making this up. I, you know, I talked to I've done 350 some podcasts here of interviewing real estate agents. So I talked to a lot of agents. Okay, it seems to me that I'm getting a, the complaint from agents that they hire buyer agents that are lazy. They want everything to be easy and they don't want to work for it and they're they seem to be comfortable selling one house a month or two houses a month um i don't know if you're feeling that but uh, i'm wondering if that has something to do with this cultural phenomena (laughs) that's happening where people are also you know living well above their means i'm just wondering if it's related are you feeling that how do you overcome that What, what what do you have any thoughts on this Yes, I have thoughts on it, Pat. Do, do I think that there is a certain percentage of the population that has some, some form of entitlement? 
um, and that it's more prevalent now than it has been in previous generations? Yes, I do, but but I also think that as realtors and, and myself included, we are we do a very poor job of hiring and then a very poor job of firing and a very poor job of accountability. So well, let me stop you there. Let's repeat that. He said real estate agents, and we're going to generalize here because you know who you are, <laughs> do a crappy job of hiring, an even worse job of firing, and I, I yeah, I agree with that one, and a, a terrible job of accountability, right? And then we want to point the finger at the agents for being lazy, for not hitting their numbers. Well, whose fault is that? You hired them. Yeah, right, right. You shouldn't, I mean, and you could have fired them after the first three months when they missed their first settlement or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Pat, I'm, listen, I, I am, I'm being a hypocrite because and I, that's why I said I'm guilty of this, but I'm learning. I'm learning. There's, there's just not, from a leverage standpoint, there is nothing more powerful than surrounding yourself with people that are more motivated than you are to to reach your mission, to accomplish your mission, and and they they make your vision their own. And Gary, mm. I, the best example I have of this is Gary Keller. If you don't have a purpose in life, find someone that does, and just hang on to them that's, until you, that's until you figure yeah. yours out. Mm. Wow, very neat, very neat. So yeah, man. I mean, just just be very intentional about about the hiring process, about finding talent. And look, it sounds like common sense, but we're not following through. And business is business. We have got to let people go and release them so so that they have other opportunities. How it, quick? How quick do you fire somebody? Like you? I fired, I fired someone last year in a week. Like what? What happened? Uh, she just what she claimed she could do and what her references claimed she could do. This was for administrative position. She could not do. Yeah. She, and, she, and she did not do. And, and it was a mess. And I was not willing to, I just knew where it was going. So I, I let her go after a week and she was shocked. And, and, uh, but you know, listen, I, we, we just, we had to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's an old adage, which is a scary adage is when, when do you know the right time to fire somebody? And the answer is the first time you think about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's scary because, you know, I think about firing people every day, <laughs> but I don't, you know, and, and I don't run my team. So I don't, I don't make those decisions anyways, but it does get you, that adage does get you to think a little harder about maybe I need to fire more. Well, then accountability. I mean, so we, and you have to be, you have to be careful about this piece uh, in my, in my humble opinion, Pat, but you know, are we holding? Are we truly holding our agents accountable? And what are the what are the consequences if they don't meet the goals that we help them formulate, along with our minimum standards, the goals that we help them formulate for themselves? Is there true accountability? Are we coaching them and training them up? And part of, I mean, part of, you know, uh, my one of my passions is helping people break through, you know, these limiting beliefs and. And pick up the phone for God's sake. They're not going to bite your head off. You got to get a no before you get. You got to get a hundred no's sometimes before you get a yes. Um, and, and and that's where I said, Pat. You know, real estate is easy. It's we are so messed up. All these drunk monkeys inside of our heads telling us we're not good enough. Uh, this person's not going to like us. Uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, whatever that drunk monkey's telling you. So that's one of my passions is helping people tame that that drunk monkey. But where the balance is, some people, I mean, we can only devote so much attention to someone before it becomes just a bad business decision, right? 
Yeah. So you just have to learn what that where that balance is for you. But if we're not holding our people accountable, then that's on us, not them. That's true. That's true. Very well said. Very well said. Well, listen, Clayton, this has been awesome. I appreciate you coming back. I wish you the best of luck in Richmond, Virginia. Guys, if you have a referral, you want an awesome team in Richmond, Virginia or surrounding areas, you know the guy. Clayton, best of luck. And uh, next time I'm up that way, I got a niece that lives there. So next time I'm up visiting her, I will definitely uh, look you up. We'll break some bread. God bless you, brother. Appreciate you, Pat. You guys know that I'm I'm pretty experienced in this business. Been at this game. Had my I had my license in Maryland for 28 years full time now. I still have a big team that's run by somebody else, Mike Sloan, my partner, but I'm an, intricately involved with him on an email basis if if not more. Uh, regularly so i know what's going on plus i had over 400 guests on the show including the ones that haven't been released yet and i see where the pain points are in real estate today and i think there's a huge pain point in listings right i think that because the mls is public now people are having to spend more and more time and more and more money and effort to get buyers and they're getting farther and farther away from listings and I'm a big believer that listings are the name of the game, that buyers are a byproduct of listings, and that you will get much more solid buyers from sign calls than you will from buying them from some of these sites or from anywhere else, and that you will get uh, much more commissions and a much higher profit by being a listing agent. And I think what keeps people from being listing agents is they're afraid of the listing appointment and the reason they're afraid because there's a lot of really heavy rejection i mean i can remember times in my career where i really 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 thought that i had a listing or i really really wanted a listing and uh, they chose someone else and there's a plethora of reasons why they may have chose someone else but I just remember it, it, it hurting. It, it just getting kicked right in the gut. It keep me awake at night. Like, what did I say wrong? I swore I had rapport with the family. I swore that was in the bag. I should have closed harder. I should have zigged when they zagged. I should have set a different price. I should have set a different commission. I should have said, you know, whatever. A different marketing plan. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. You know, sometimes I made my listing appointments too short. Because I didn't know that they were interviewing multiple agents. And so anyways, that caused me, knowing that that's the number one pain point in the industry, to create the Certified Listing Agent Program. And this thing has taken a long time. I interviewed eight of the top real estate agents in America about their listing appointment. What they say, what they do, how they do it. And then we role played it on screen, on camera. And then in addition to that, they gave me their pre-list books. They gave me their CMAs. They gave me their net sheets. They gave me everything. And I put it all together. We edited it in the bite-sized chunks. And uh, we created a product out of it. And so basically what you're getting is about 10 hours of video on listing appointments. And you could uh, they're segmented by agent. So if you like an agent, you can watch them over and over again. If you dislike one of the ones of the eight, then you don't have to watch them again. You can print out everything immediately. Some people are buying it just to print out all the stuff that's free with it, the 28 downloads that's included in it. 
but it and, and it's in, in 10 minute increments so it uh, so you 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 watch 5 to 12 minutes of video and then you take a small quiz and then you watch another 5 to 12 minutes and you take a small quiz so it's bite size so you can get through it go on the appointment take a little bit more go on the appointment take a little bit more go eat lunch take a little bit more or or spread it out over a year you know we've had a lot of people already sign up we've had 10 graduates so far I can see where the progress is. I have a lot of people over 50% done. And in my mind, because I'm ADD, it, it sure as heck beats being in a stuffy classroom listening to a lecture. Because here you're getting real people saying real meat and potatoes. And it's in bite-sized chunks. And you're forced to take a quiz and get an 80% pass rate on it to keep you alert. And it's just a lot better way, in my opinion, to learn so if you want to learn more about it, go to hybendigital.com backslash discount and get the discount that we're offering now. That's hybendigital backslash discount. You'll get my personal podcast discount by going there and take a look, you know, see what you think. It comes with my personal guarantee, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. Look, if you take it and you think it, it it stinks, I'll give you your money back. You can go on Google and Google my name, and I'm personally guarantee this, I'm very, very easy to find, right? Just send me an email, I promise you, I'll, I'll give you your money back. But that's how confident I'm better. I mean, it took us a long time to do this, and a lot of money, and, and it is solid. I mean, it, this is not a cheap waste of somebody's time. You take this course, you're going to beat the competition. You take this course, you're going to feel so much better going in on the listing point. You're going to have a Superman cape on or a Super Wonder Woman cape on if you take this 10 hours. It may take you 15 hours with the test or whatever. If you put the time in, uh, it will be worth it. Anyways, check it out. Hybendigital.com backslash discount to get your discount on it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.